Hey, mates, we are getting closer to heading around the country to do live shows for you. Carl, where are we heading first? Hey, we're going to Brisbane on March the 1st. We're going to be, hey, we're going to be at the Sit Down Comedy Club at 3 o'clock on the Sunday, the March the 1st. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. Yep, just before the comedy festival starts. So lots of big name guests in town. If you look through the guide, you might be able to find who might be coming down. Then a couple of weeks after that, we are in Adelaide, Sunday, March the 15th at the Producers Bar, where we did our big show at the end of last year. And not to sound desperate, but get off your fannies, Adelaide, and buy some tickets. Adelaide, you are dropping the ball on this one. Brisbane are outselling you like four to one at the moment, so get onto it. Um, and Adelaide, now that I've butted you up, I've got a solo show at 8.30 <laughs> that night. <laughs> the first ever performance of Carl Chandler, uh, world's greatest and best comedian. Hey, listen up, Adelaide. Lift your fucking game or we're heading down to Rundle Mall and we're setting those precious steel balls on fire. Yeah. We are going to scorch you on the way out. We're going to piss all over your midnight pies. <laughs> <laughs> then we are in Melbourne for the whole Melbourne Comedy Festival, March the 29th. Sunday, March the 29th, we start 3pm at our new venue for this year, The Joint on Elizabeth Street upstairs there. It's going to be heaps of fun. And then, what is it, April 5? April 5, April, April 12, 12 and April, April 19. 19 and then followed by nothing at all. We go home. And we kill ourselves. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so that's three o'clock every every Sunday of the comedy festival in Melbourne, and then we do it at ten thirty or eleven or whenever we can get around to it. Yeah, we do the drunk cast on the final night. As soon the as festival. the kegs get delivered, yeah. we tap them, we pull out our red plastic cups, and we get stuck in. As soon as we get our irresponsible liquor license. <laughs> Uh, so any ticket to one of the live shows in Melbourne gets you a ticket to the Drunk Cast. couple of season passes left, but not that many at all if you want to come to all four of those shows. And and you know what? If we've said this before, I'm not sure. Heads up. The great thing about last year was uh, a lot of people made a real day of it on that Sunday and went to uh, the like the, the 3 o'clock podcast, then went to Tommy's show, then went to my show, and then went to the Drunk Cast. So they yep. saw like four hours of us. Going insane. And were pretty burnt out by the time they got home. Oh, man. It was Probably some pretty weird dreams for people at the end of that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very big afternoon. We had like a – I think they had Stockholm Syndrome by the end. That We were just <laughs> – they were just our prisoners by the end. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. We've also got our solo shows on sale. I'm doing the Brisbane Comedy Festival March 3 until 8 at the Brisbane Powerhouse. Tickets on sale now, brisbanecomedyfestival.com or through my website, tommydasselow.com. Plus, Melbourne International Comedy Festival, we're both doing the whole run. I am at 7 p.m. at the Imperial with my show Cutie Pie. And I'm at 9.45 most nights at the Victoria Hotel with Carl Chandler, world's greatest and best comedian. So you can see me, then you can treat yourself to a luxurious hour and 45-minute dinner <laughs> after that <laughs> and then stumble in with a full belly. And, and, and as much alcohol as you can take so <laughs> then you can just inevitably start screaming at me and, and turn into another fucking insane circus trick. Yeah, just drink. Just drink for the hour and 45 minutes <laughs> in between our shows to get good and lubed up for Carl Chandler. Just so you can walk in and go, I'll tell you what, I really thought a Dasselay show. <laughs> I'm all ears. You have done that to me before in your shows. Uh, <laughs> so tickets for all that stuff and all that information is at littledumdumclub.com. We can't wait to see you out there. See you, mates. <laughs> Mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. Hey, dickhead. What is going on? Um, <laughs> hey, it's 2015. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've got my hair cut. Yeah. You notice that? I've, Boy, uh, we're reaching today, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's something that everyone can relate to. Yeah, sure. You know? This is this is real FM breakfast stuff. Um, so I went and got my hair cut, and it's like classic. 
classic haircut behaviour where you go and I had my hair to a reasonable length. I, mm-hmm. it, it was too long. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. If yeah. you'd come in today having not gotten a cut yet, I think I would have had to say something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because right. I was looking at you the other day, going, yeah. "This is a fucking mess." Yeah. 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 But it's a thing. Like, if you don't, I, I, I just have to not have it cut if I want any length on it. As soon as you go to a hairdresser and you go, "Can you just keep the length, but just trim, thin it out a little bit?" They mm. go, "Sure." And then don't do that and yeah. just shave your head with a number one razor. Yes. So that's what happened. I go in there and say. Can you just keep the length in there? Absolutely. And just started shearing it off in huge clumps. I'm like, all right, well, it's happening again. This is just what happens. Did you go to a hairdresser? It's happening again. No, it's happening again. What if you did that in the barber's chair? You just start weeping. Not again. How does it happen? How do you go to hairdresser school and they go, number one rule, do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. Like, don't listen to them is their number one rule. So I go in there. They cut it all off immediately. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go with this. And then they start the hairdresser conversation, which is fine. But I, but it's that fascinating. Wait, wait, so what time of day were you in there? You're 10, midweek? 10 a.m. So did you get a bit of day off today, mate? No, no, weekend. Ah, oh, okay. Weekend. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I've had a weekend haircut before. But so. Uh, <laughs> Call in. <laughs> so, so hairdresser goes, oh, her, her first thing she leads with is, You'd be into motorsports, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you do look like you could. No, you, I you don't. Do. You look like no, you should I be. Don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> so I go no, and she goes right. Well, my son, my nephew, he's right into it. I'm like, oh, oh so well, she's just got a preloaded yeah. anecdote that she just wants to. Yeah. Sweet segue. Are you into motorsports? No. Well, that leads me into my next <laughs> statement. Here's some motorsports. No, it's things. happening again. <laughs> so she goes into all that stuff and I'm like, okay, and I'm literally tuning out. And she starts and I'm starting to realise the limitations of her conversation. Like she's just mispronouncing every fourth word, I reckon. I'm like, is this for real? Am I in some sort of sting? And then she gets to a stage where she actually goes, oh, and then I was, I was bloody down the beach and then bloody um, – you know, all the all the what do you call it was hanging around on, on the beach. All the bloody um what's what what do they call it again? All the um Oh yeah, rubbish. <laughs> like, who forgets the word rubbish? <laughs> like I'm getting a haircut by someone that doesn't remember the word rubbish. I'm in big trouble. Wait, to be fair though, a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, listeners will remember you forgot the word aisle. Yeah, right. So, you know Well, you deal with rubbish a lot more than you deal with aisles, in my defense. <laughs> Uh, Today on the show, two returning guests. First of all, uh, you know her from Backseat Drivers on the ABC. It's Anne Edmonds. Hello. When was the last haircut you got, Edo? Oh, I get them all the time. Oh, clang. (laughs) Doing well. Yeah, because I'm a girl. Like every two months I get a haircut. Yeah, Mm -hmm. smashing it. But I had a, um, <laughs> I had an uh, like a uh, acupuncture naturopath once, so you can imagine like that image that comes into your head of someone like that. Mm. And then on about the fourth session, she told me she was mad for motorsports. Right. It just didn't add up. Like yeah. it was just like like she was just going to watch. She loved Honda. She's a big Honda fan. <laughs> and then she's like telling me to be at peace with myself and like meditate and. Putting yeah. needles in me. Classic like, red Honda! Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> so there's something about it that she finds therapeutic. Like she's there with the engines revving yeah. and the <laughs> smell Burnouts. of petrol fumes just going, oh, yeah. this is just, I'm at yeah. peace. Yeah, yeah. It's instead of lighting like a, one of those joss stick things. Yeah. <laughs> it's just burning rubber. <laughs> uh, also joining us after a very long absence from the program, you know him from Offspring. Please welcome back in the Little Dum Dum Club, Eddie Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Hi. You, now, you made a hair appointment 
on the phone I minutes tried, before the show started. I tried. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I tried to make. I, I'm very disorganised. I don't like to plan ahead. I like to ring up on the day. Yeah, and well, I, I want thought, it today. Was that? I want it. Yeah, I want it today. Yeah, I right. can't think a couple of days ahead. Ah. But you seem like you're a guy that looks after his hair. You got a, like a great head of hair. Yeah, I used to have no. Um, I used to have no affiliation with one hairdresser. I didn't like to have a relationship, a continuity of yeah. any sort. So I'd normally, and normally when I, if I was on tour, I'd just walk into a hairdresser and go, "Can I get my hair cut today?" And it's mm. like, whatever. But you have to decide by looking at the facade of the hairdresser whether it's the kind of place you want to go into. Yes. So if it's got one of those twirling barber signs at the front. <laughs> Not good. If it's got a big Brocky poster in the window, you probably go, yeah. That's, <laughs> you got to be careful. You go, like, have they got modern photos up there or are they kind of like weird ones from the 90s with yeah. emo hair going, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, So it's hard. You don't always get it right, but, you know, I like so to roll the dice. you don't have any barber loyalty. You're, I you're do now. I've got this guy around the corner from my house who cuts my hair. I and need the guy. I, I don't have any loyalty. I'm Every di- every time is just rolling the dice. Yeah. I need to figure out my man like you. Yeah. Well, when I was in there, um, he, we were talking and he said that um, he said that he was cutting a woman's hair and she had a 10-year plan for her hair. <laughs> 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 and I was like, whoa. Great. I don't even have a 10-year life plan. But yeah. she knows where her hair is going in 10 years. Isn't that amazing? That's That's a lot of... Yeah, that's a lot of planning. Is I love that, it. Is, that's like the, like an interview question. Where do you see your hair in ten years? <laughs> yeah, knows the answer. But you know, who knows what the what hairdos what the fashion's going to be in ten years' time? Yeah, how it's did a big she commitment. Know? Yeah. Did and what about greying? Like, is she she is that in the plan? No, I, I it know, has to be. That, you'd have yeah. to I mean, be you're, in the plan. you're insane yeah. if that's not in the plan. Yeah. Send me again. Did she did she give any hints of what was in the plan? Oh. Just keep coming back, getting your hair cut. I don't know whether it was like getting long, growing stuff out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like if you want to, I guess if you colour it and then that grows out, maybe that's part of your look of like having the roots come in. So you sort of, you plan for that. I don't know. But like in 10 years, how much remnants are there going to be from stuff that you're doing to your hair now? You know what I mean? Uh, nothing. Surely there's nothing left. Yeah. Depending on what you're doing. But like my, my wife's hair is getting shorter and shorter. And I think it's like, you know, she, she's... You know, in her mid thirties, we're both in our mid thirties, and as you get older, women's hair yeah. get shorter. But there must be a point at which women get to like forty, and they're like, oh, "I'm nearly bald," and they have to go <laughs> back the other way. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about this recently, and this is quite genuine. I think if I quit comedy and just went, I need to do something else. I'm going to go study something else. I think I'd, I think I'd study to be a barber. I what? think I'd do it. Really? This revelation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I was just thinking, like, just genuinely committing to it in my head and just thinking it through. You really set I the think, bar high for yourself. I'd, I'd enjoy it. I so think just I'd enjoy men's it. hair, not so you just be a barber, like, because you know well, they're not allowed to cut. Have you heard about Geraldine Hickey trying to get the trying to get a haircut from the barber? And oh yeah, and they would, they wouldn't do it. They won't cut women's hair. So you'd just be cutting men's hair. Well, maybe I'd go full hairdresser. But yeah, right. I don't know because the. Well, but you're the, talking about a barber though, not a hairstylist. Like, yeah, that's so sexist. Yeah, she can't. Yeah, but she Hickey would getting would be getting like a kind of a guy's style haircut. Yeah, yeah. Right? She totally she just wanted a, yeah, a trim, and and they were like, nah, we don't do women here." <laughs> wow. Mm. Boom. Well, at Dasselos, all welcome. <laughs> Men, women, dogs, anyone. But so would you, if you're going to become a hair stylist or mm. a hairdresser, yeah. would you keep the stage name? Because Tommy Dasselos is your stage name. <laughs> or do you need another oh, hairdresser need name? Yeah, I need a different stage <laughs> name. <laughs> for the, yeah. Tommy Sassoon? Yeah. So there's just, different, there's just different versions of me in all these different fields right. that I've tried and failed at. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I just, 
I just I like that. yeah. I think it's 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 quite social because you're sitting yeah, chatting true. to people during the day a right. lot, mm-hmm. and. Realistically, as someone who is thinning on top a little bit, mm. I think it would give me a lot of joy to be around other people's hair and be able to do stuff with right. other people's well, hair that I can't like, do. Like I can't it live out these fantasies myself. I, I don't other people good haircuts. I don't trust a bald hairdresser. Yeah, well, that, that's but it. That's see, it. Why? But this is the thing. People always say that. Like, why? He's not cutting his own hair. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but no one is. But, but you know why? Because, you know, a bald hairdresser dealing with you is like, you know... Trusting, um, I don't know, you're going into a... Uh, Here we go. Yeah, I know, yeah. This is be... <laughs> you'll find it, you'll find it. <laughs> it's I'll in find there. it and it'll be no good. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. Man, it's like going into on a, the scavenger hunt. It's like going to a dietitian oh. and, it's, and it's still Rock Jai Singer. You know oh. what I mean? <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I just have this image. I don't know why this sprung to my mind, but when you said that, I just I just thought of you like cutting people's hair and then the shop closes and then you sticky tape it on your own head and then you <laughs> and then you cry. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's probably what would be happening. Okay, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, but I no, but I yeah, I, and people always say that about the bald um, barber, but no, I think it's that thing where it's like. You're living out. You're living out the fantasy that you can't do. I think you know. I think that'd be. I think right, well, you, you, yeah. Maybe you'd love it more. You know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's more love yeah. for mm. them. Just, and you, you remember having hair. Hmm? You remember it. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, would that be your opening line? <laughs> I know it doesn't look like it, but I remember having hair. I'm aware of this concept you have on your head. Uh, let me tell you some stories about me with hair. So well, give oh. us give us a bit of if you're going to be a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. The, you know, I, I think second is skill with the scissors. First is your conversation. Mm. Bad mm. How would you open it up? Eddie needs a haircut. Eddie needs a haircut. Yeah, okay, I, so I'm sitting down in the chair. I've got the apron on. Yeah. You've obviously got to say, so what are we doing? What are we doing today? But no, I mean, th- I mean this is... Like, wh- what kind of reality are we in here? Because you coming in, we're talking about me quitting comedy. I know you, so I'm oh, just no, going to no. sit and chat uh, to you. Okay, it's a no. stranger. It's a stranger. It's a stranger. Okay. So I go. Um, or it's a str- uh, no, it's Eddie, and you're you haven't been in comedy. You're oh, just I haven't a normal been in hairdresser. Because I, if if I transitioned now, I'd just bore <laughs> people with comedians that I used to know when I right. did comedy. All right, here's the thing: you go in as a hairdresser, you're undercover because you don't want any other comedians to know that this is what you've sunk to. That you're a hairdresser now. <laughs> Hang on, let's you've changed your name to, again. It's there's a lot of there probably are people who are hairdressers who listen. We're talking about it like it's <laughs> the absolute worst profession that someone can end up in. No, but some people are embarrassed when they quit comedy that they've quit comedy. Yeah, and sure, okay. Watch. So Eddie's in the chair. You're going. All right, my name's Tommy Sassoon now. I've I've got a fake beard on. I've got glasses on. I'm <laughs> pretending I'm, I've never been on stage, and you, you're talking to Eddie. Well, also quickly, let's let's digress, Eddie. You're you're in a hairdresser. Yeah. A man comes over wearing an obviously fake beard <laughs> and big Dame Edna style glasses. Yeah. What's your first thought about this? And they're bald as well. Yeah. What's your first thought about this person that's cutting? It's clearly, you? someone else's hair on your <laughs> face. <laughs> you swept up. I think panic would be, yeah, yeah. You'd really need to have a great opener to be able yeah. to well, see, set me at ease. That's that. That reminds me of like I got a. I, I have a tattoo, right? I have a tattoo. Show us. I decided to have a, a tattoo. Yeah, she fucking tat, mate. There you go. Oh, there number ten. Oh, gonna, I think I've seen that before. Wasn't expecting that. Um, so he's got his pants down, everyone. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, I've got number ten. With my pants down, yeah. So we know what it refers to, guys, don't we? So. I, I've got number 10 <laughs> on my chest and when I got my, my uh, tattoo... What's the 10? Is that number of years until you're 50? 
Uh, yes. Uh, and so got him. That, that always works <laughs> throughout <laughs> the passages of time. Yeah. It's always relevant. It's finally synced up this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not 40 people. <laughs> I feel like Cows I need to 40. say that every time that gets brought up. <laughs> so... I went to a tattooist because my friend – I just decided I, I, I was going to get a tattoo. I went to this tattooist that my friend recommended and went, he's the number one guy in the state. Uh, come to this guy. He's so good. And he showed me his tattoo and it was this great, really great tattoo that he had uh, of like a, a sailing ship. I'm like, okay, that, that guy can definitely deal with a number 10. I had a bit of a fear of someone getting a tattoo wrong because like I'm a graphic designer because, you, you know, you want everything to be perfect. And yeah. Apart from anyone would want everything to be perfect. But I've got a good eye for detail with that sort of thing. So I go in – Book in, the guy says, all right, show us what you want. I show him just this very plain number 10 and he goes, right, mm, okay, and I've got to do that right. Mm, mm. I might just get my assistant Wobsy over here to uh, <laughs> take care of that one. And then this guy rocks over that's like a work experience tattooist and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take it from here. I'm like, oh, oh, and I'm like in a state of panic but like, paralyzed because you don't want to go like insult someone and go you look like you're shit at your job you look like a fucking idiot so Mm. can you not do that but so i'm just going along with it going um look it's not that hard to do i'll just get that done and then he goes over photocopies what i've given him this is number 10 and then gets a pencil and freehands freehand traces it (laughs) and then shows it to me but like does it completely wrong and like shows me this number 10 and he's like is that all right mate and i'm like it's absolutely not all right. <laughs> it is, that is terrible and you're scaring me. And he's like, what's, what's wrong with it? And he, I go, how can you fuck up a number 10 when you've traced it? It's not even like you've freehanded it. You've traced that off tracing paper and you've still got it wrong. And I love it because he's got the photocopy. Like, why take the photocopy if you're then just going to do your own copy of it by hand? Well, what happens is he traces it and then he sort of sticks it on my chest right. and then traces around that. Okay, right. But he's like got this... Um, symmetrical 10 and a symmetrical 1 and, and like got it wrong. Like how do you get a symmetrical <laughs> 1 wrong? <laughs> but anyway. And then he just sticks on my chest and go, all good. And, and I literally sit him down and go, mate, listen, I'm a graphic designer. I do not want something fucked up on my chest forever. <laughs> I'm watching you very fucking closely. <laughs> this cannot happen. Like this, what you're doing then, oh go back and start again, mate. This is not happening. And, it, and how's he taking this? He's like, he shits himself. <laughs> He, he got really scared. I went, oh, no. And, it was, and I'm like, man, I feel like this is his first or second job ever. Oh, so he goes no. back to the photocopier again. And then, like, you can tell when he starts on my chest, he, like, takes extra care to do it. But he just goes over and over and, like, he's taking way too long to do it. And I'm like, is that a bad thing in tattooing? If you're, like, taking two hours to do a tan and you're just pressing the needle in really hard and oh. going over it a lot of times. And I like how at the start of this story... The work experience guy comes out. You're too polite to say anything. Yeah. But then as soon as it starts, immediately that goes out the window. Yeah. And you're just going, get it right, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, where, well, was this, where was this when oh. he came out? Like, why didn't you just go, no, thank you? Well, I, because before we begin. Like I said, a one and a zero, that must be, you know, you don't even need to be a tattooist to know how to draw yeah, a one and a two. I could do that. Ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get exactly. me a needle and some ink. Come over in here. Give it a go. Come on. Do clean this up, will you? That'd be my nightmare because I'm always trapped in, in that kind of middle class world of politeness where, like, yeah. the stakes are so high. This is going to be on your body forever. Yeah. But I have to say some not very nice things to someone that might hurt their feelings. That's the worst position for me. And also because you, you have to say something to clear it in their head, you better do a good job. And then you've put the fear of God in them or made them a bit angry. And then. As that's going to affect the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. 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 Surely that's going to affect it. And I'm not, you know, I don't think, 
I think it could have been done better. Like, but that's the uh, thing. I mean, you get tattoos as to you know, that's it, obviously it's permanent. It's it, you know, some people it has real significance and meaning to them, and it's something that they then carry around. And it always reminds them of that. What better thing of if you get a shitty tattoo? And then you look at it and you go, this is just a reminder to just speak up mm. if something doesn't feel right. <laughs> yes. I've got a reminder to just let politeness speak go out up. the window. <laughs> what about this that I that did? <laughs> <laughs> if you see someone, it's like a those fringe magnets. Yeah. If you see something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> and Don't time, count to ten, just yeah. speak up. Yeah, 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 exactly. I had a bad situation like that once where someone reminded me of it the other day. I was at the trades hall like waiting to see a show and I was by myself and a woman came and sat next to me. And I thought she was normal. We started talking about the shows we were seeing. And then I, I had a sandwich that I'd ordered. They brought it over and I started eating it. And this woman said to me, <laughs> she was quite nice. And then she suddenly said, excuse me, would you like an extra slice of cheese for that sandwich? <laughs> right. And I was like... And in my head I went, say no. Say no. <laughs> yeah. But politeness just overtook and I was like, oh, that would be lovely, right? And How much cheese was in the sandwich to begin with? Just a couple of slices. Like She's a just a woman. She's just a woman. So she, which, she got the cheese from her hand? Well, hand? I spread my slices like that <laughs> and she, <laughs> she went into her handbag and oh. pulled out a loose. Like oh, a my loose, God. Like not in a wrapper. Just a slice of cheese. Not in a wrapper. Well, not in a plastic wrapper. Not a craft single, just like a, we're talking a No, bigger. no, a craft single but not oh. wrapped. Like Unwrapped. it was obviously out of a lunchbox or something. Like oh she had. God. And then I just I just spread my – she put it in and I closed it and then I, I had to just eat it like in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst. Jesus Christ. It was really bad. And it, she just looked – she looked normal and I couldn't work out. So you needed you needed what I had. You I needed, needed to, to say, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm fine for cheese. I want to know everything about this woman. I know. I just want to know her she, whole backstory. She, she looked about 50. She had, just, like, she, looked, she had those glasses on that trendy women that are divorced wear, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know the ones. And like just a, a long flowing outfit. She, she might have been a bit of a hippie. Maybe she didn't want to waste food. I don't know. Well, you, did, you, did you get a look into the bag and see no, I if just there was any other loose items of food <laughs> hanging around in there? I don't know. Wow. It just, I just saw it come out of the bag like that, shaking. Like <laughs> She would have been pumped too that night. She would have been like, I totally paid it forward today. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is, what? Tick. <laughs> been counting around that cheese sauce oh. for 20 years. <laughs> She's got a cheeseless sandwich and then boom. Yeah. She's a ghost and that was her unfinished business yeah. in yeah. this life. Yeah. <laughs> Finally she can pass on to the next realm. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's great if she, pay, if she paid it forward If yeah. someone had done that to her five years ago She's like Well I yeah. can't let this un, un good, This teeth go unforded un, un yeah, yeah. on so You know now what you've got to do You've got to pay it forward I've got yeah. to, put, you've got I've to, got to get it. a ch- slice of cheese okay, Into someone's that's, that's sandwich your challenge In between now and the next time right. you're on the show You need to, you need to, give, you need to have a stranger Accept a slice Spread of cheese. Their Spread their slices. Spread their literally, slices. I don't think it literally needs to be cheese, but it needs to be something on that level of cheese. Like I think yeah. I'm trying to think of what what favour she was given by someone. Well, yeah, like, it's got. You've got to make. You've got yeah. to find someone eating something and uh, have something that could make it better. Like she got off a tram, and <laughs> someone said, "Oh, I think you you dropped something," and it was like a a, a ticket stub that was useless. But yeah, she yeah. picked it up and put it. <laughs> and she's like, she "But that's good. I didn't litter." Yeah. I'm going to find something low. Yeah. Something yeah. really low. I'm going to get some cheese. Loose cheese. <laughs> That'll do, you know. Yeah. You don't want to go giving someone your liver or anything. Just So maybe you go past KFC, see what, see someone come out of there and you go, got a bit of avocado here. Did you 
Did you want that? Avocado is expensive at those joints too. That's like two extra bucks if you want it in your, yeah. in your burgers and All stuff. Right. I'll just start hanging out in public with loose food. Or just, you know, you see. can have some little sachets of sugar. You know, you yeah. see someone drinking a coffee. You're like, mm, a bit of sugar in that coffee? Yeah. That's too sensible though. I like the weirdness of the, yeah, okay. che- the unexpected yeah. of cheese, extra cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need some sort of accompaniment. Did she really check out your sandwich to make sure it had no cheese? In no, the it had person? cheese. It was an extra slice of cheese. Oh, we, she obviously oh, right. saw that I had cheese and was like, here's a cheese fan. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. if there's no cheese in it, if you wanted cheese in it, like yeah. you'd have cheese in there. No, it was extra cheese. Yeah, if you didn't you have really cheese. really are polite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you don't have cheese, there's a big chance you don't like cheese. She's seen your cheese and gone, yeah, there's a fan of cheese. Yeah, she yeah. loves cheese. You what if you carry around a miniature grill and you just like see someone with a sandwich like, you want that toasted? Oh, that's <laughs> good. Toasting it for them? Like that's that. pretty good. Speaking of people, crazy people on the street, not that your cheese friend is crazy, <laughs> but well, let's confirm she is. Uh, <laughs> I'm a friend of the show, Guy Shields, that pops up on the show every now and then. Mm-hmm. He was like saying to me the other day, look, I don't want – this doesn't need to be on your show. And I'm like, I bet I w- it won't be, but now it is. Because <laughs> um, I love the crazy man on the street that comes up and offers you things yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, he said he was at the train station and was just walking along and this guy comes up to him and goes, hi, who are you? And he's like, <laughs> oh. Oh, God. He goes, oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, my name's Guy, whatever. He goes, oh, right. And he, he said he was <laughs> – he said he had a um, a water bottle, but it was like empty. And he comes up and goes, "Oh, you've, you've got a you got some water there. You got a water bottle." And he's like, a little bit scared, just going, "Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I've got a water bottle, but I, I don't have any water." And he goes, "Oh, yeah, empty, empty bottle. I could probably have that." So like, what? He goes, "Yeah, you could, you could give that to me, and then I could have it." And he goes, nah, I don't think I, <laughs> don't think I will. And he's like, all right, good to see you. And walked away. Wow. Just awesome. ask for his garbage. So that's the reverse. He's like paying it backwards. Yeah. He's just trying to go around and take stuff off people. Well, mm-hmm. he's given cheese to someone else and thought, you know what, someone owes me something <laughs> out of this. It's time for the universe to, yeah. to come and knock I don't him. like his style though, you know. I don't like his style at all because you, it's like it's a weird way in. You go, hey. Who are you? I see you've got an empty water bottle there. Like, I could really use that bottle. And you'd be like, sure, you can have it. But yeah. it's like, hey, you could give that to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could. I could not yeah. give that to you. Yeah. yeah, the passive aggression of just I could have that yeah. is great. Yeah. Just the, mm. the poss- putting all the possibilities out there. I could have it. I'm, I, a, l- I'm a little bit taken with his, uh, his opener. Who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just straight up to someone in the street. What a big question. I'd probably have a breakdown. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who is anyone? Maybe a comedian, maybe a hairdresser. I don't know anymore. <laughs> just going back to what my opener would be oh, when yeah. I cut people's hair. Right. Maybe I'd do that. Maybe I'd just go, Who are you? Or do you, <laughs> do you want some cheese? Freak them out. Yeah. Um, I was just, I've just been thinking about this for the last 10 minutes or so. Maybe my thing would be that the chat that you get from me is like super raw. So someone comes in and they sit down. I'm like, so how old were you when you lost your virginity? Like talk <laughs> me through your first time. That's my that's mm. my hook. Or maybe you could go like coming from comedy, you mm. just use it as crowd work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, but you just you come in and it's no, and we get we get pretty deep. Yeah, it's no surface quickly. bullshit about what you do for work or right. mm. whether you've got a day off. I'm coming in. Parents alive or dead? What's your relationship <laughs> like with them? Talk me through the divorce. You know, yeah, I yeah. just um, – that's, hair- that's your hairdresser name. Tommy's hypothetical. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> and when the chat gets too real for me, I just bail out of the haircut. I'm like – they're like, yeah, and then uh, I guess uh, that's – as far as I remember, that's the first time Dad touched me. I'm like, okay, well, the haircut's all done and it's like one side <laughs> shaved and the other's still fully grown. That's, as he's saying that, you get out the number one clipper and just quickly <laughs> – <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right. See you next time. <laughs> Do you want to yeah, book cool. in another appointment? Yeah. <laughs> You'd come to that, wouldn't you? You'd come to that hairdresser. Oh, it couldn't be any worse than the ones I've been getting. So, yeah. All right. Mm. Sure. Fair <laughs> cool. Eddie, so this is this is uh, this is the Australian version of Oscar season at the moment. Oh. This is this is Logie season. And you're, you're, you know it is. You're up for a, a Logie. <laughs> I'm not up for a Logie. Yes, you are. No, everyone's up for a Logie at this point. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's whack. Everyone's name is like it's like a real scattergun approach. It's right. Like, you're on TV. We'll put you up there. Yeah. Um, and then it's like I think that people can vote. Yes. And then if you get enough votes, then you you're actually shortlisted. Because, oh, oh right, 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 right. Yeah, but you are. You're on the. You're on the website. I've got the website right in front of me. You are one of, admittedly... That's 13.2 million <laughs> yeah. people that are on television. I think you're next to Louis the Fly. Uh, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of people. And he's had there. a good year. Yeah. He's due. Yeah, yeah. He's he going to get the, like, the Denzel for training day, Logie, where it's like, this year wasn't his best work, yeah. but he should have gotten it years ago. Kind it's of hard man. time for flies. <laughs> Louis doesn't even get in the house anymore, have you noticed that? He's always on the fucking patio, just like going, oh, I want to go in there. He doesn't get over the threshold. Well, Louis, would, Louis should never get nominated. He should be on the in memorial every year because every year <laughs> he gets killed or whatever. Yeah. He should be that every year. I've got a real problem with, um, with uh, insect repellent ads. There's one for cockroaches where they the, the people are sitting at a table and they, they – Take lift a bowl up and then cockroaches run and then they record people's reactions. It's supposed to be like a real reaction to um, cockroaches. And I, <clears throat> I don't mind cockroaches that much and I think they're freaking out a little bit too much, but that's cool. And then the ad is like a, a real live cockroach and this spray and a person just sprays it and the thing <laughs> dies. And I find that confronting and violent. Yeah. Because I don't kill... Insects, I, like spiders, I pick them up, take them outside, bugs, yeah. I put them outside. I don't think there's any particular reason. Like, I feel like if sometimes you're at a, someone's house and you see – it's not your house and, and you see a bug and you, like, go to automatically just, just scoop it up and then they just stomp on it and I <laughs> I, I hate them. I, I feel yeah, yeah. less about them. That ad is just – it's just – it's very really violent close, to me. Really close, is it, in their little faces? Just it's just – Yeah. That's pretty horrible, yeah. And I, I don't think there's anything and – the, and the ad – the tone of the ad is, like, great. Great, mm. we killed it. And I was, <laughs> 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 Set more teams new slogan. <laughs> great, 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 great. Full stop. Great, great. We killed it. <laughs> uh, dead. And I um, I don't like that. I find that hard to deal with. Yeah, it is, is that, a little. Yeah, it's, it is weird. Like kind of personifying the 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 thing that you're trying to kill and making it a little cute character. Yeah, like you, you wouldn't show. Like okay, if you had like a mouse plague in your house and you set traps that killed a mouse, I don't think anyone would want to see a mouse get. Killed in a trap. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Because mouse traps are yeah. But brutal, we haven't quite yeah. extended our empathy to, to cockroaches yet. I wonder yeah. if the cockroaches watch it like as propaganda videos, like <laughs> in their communities. Like, look what they're doing to us. Yeah, it's the triumph of the will yeah. for cockroaches. Mm. It's yeah, like an ISIS videotape. <laughs> <laughs> look what the infidel does. Sprays us like dogs. <laughs> uh, um. But you are you are, so you up for it at the moment. Anyone <coughs> listening can vote on the, the 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 big list that's out there on on logies.com.au or whatever it is. Yes, does it, it does kind of like take the shine off the logies a little bit when you look at it, it's like this glitz and glamour and this big award show and stuff. 
And then, like you said, when it's at this point where you're voting for people by cutting a coupon out of a magazine and posting that in, you know? Like, no, you don't have to do that. I voted the other day and you just... You, do I mean, you can do it on the web, but the fact yeah. that it is still just a magazine... Mm. No, I'm a romantic. I like to clip, <laughs> clip and send. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should. No. Who buys TV Week these days? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Dentists? <laughs> <laughs> you could have won a special prize if you had And hairdressers Yeah, yeah. Tommy, Tommy can get it for his salon Yeah, maybe that can be my thing my, the, I, my guarantee is that the magazines are all up to date Well, there's that reputation of the, the hairdressers Where I, I used to hear this years ago Of uh, people in the comedy festival and whatever You know, everyone's always looking for an edge Of like how to get people to their show And mm. I remember people would go You know what you do You just go to hairdressers Give them all free tickets And then they come to your show And then They've got nothing else to talk about. That's for the next yeah. week. Ah. They just talk about your show. That's a, Tom Gleason told me that many oh, years really? ago. Oh, really? He doesn't yeah. have any hair. Again, yeah, yeah another person <laughs> probably doesn't go to the hairdressers. But wow, he's really <laughs> taking a hit for the team. Like, what is he, he doing here? <laughs> so, yeah. So maybe that's – maybe you should incorporate it then. If you become a hairdresser while you're a comedian, then you can just be yeah, in there and go, you know whose show I saw the other night? Mine. It's great. You should go along. <laughs> yeah, or I'm this great hairdresser. I'm open for like – I'm open for like an hour at the end of the day. Then I get to the end of the haircut, the doors lock and a big light comes on and then I just do my show. I just spin mm. the chair around oh, right. and I just do my show for you. And everyone's got the smock on still so they sort of can't get up or yeah, anything. Yeah. And every time you do a really great joke you, you, where you'd normally get a round of applause, they're just clapping their hands under yeah, the smock. Yeah, they're just muffling through the smock. Muffled yeah. applause. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. And then you get the mirror and you show them the back of their heads and then they're away. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I get the mirror, I show them the back of the jokes. Um, I yeah. find that really awkward when they show you the back of your head because mm. you're like, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's no way that I'm going to go, oh, Jesus, that's... Yeah. Bad round the back. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? Mm. I find it exciting because you never see it. <laughs> it's like this is this this is this is rare part of my... Like I reckon how many haircuts do you get a year? Like maybe, you know, one every couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I see the back of my head six times a year. Mm. It's exciting. I, always so. see, I see it and I always think, oh, well, that'll be... Good for the people behind me on the tram to see, yeah. like who sees. It's the good. Back of your you head. get to see how the other half live. <laughs> <laughs> Could I suggest for you that you take a photo of the back of your head and pop it on as your screensaver? On my phone. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. You see always the back of your head. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a really good idea. I'm going to start doing. I that. saw my ass in a at hotel a mirror. No, in no. a hotel mirror because you know, like um, sometimes you're in a hotel and that they, they they love a mirror. There's nothing. To make you feel bad about yourself, like a, I don't want to see my no. full frontal nude body when I'm in the shower. Yeah, at all. yeah. Well, and then I yeah. get out, and this one just was positioned so there was a lot of mirrors, and you know it was like at the end of Enter the Dragon. I didn't really know where I was, <laughs> which one was me. So it did that disassociative thing where I was like, "Whose ass is that?" Right. and it was not good seeing – it was like, you know, when you're on acid, you shouldn't look in the mirror because you see yourself objectively mm. like you're looking at a whole other person. I was looking at a whole other person's ass, and I was like, that's not a good ass. Well, I've talked about this on the show a bit before. This is happening more and more now. The mirror right in front of the toilet. Yeah, I was going to say that. What is going yeah, on? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't want to sit So when you sit down you sit on the, and you're looking at – Nothing oh, else to do, yeah. just looking straight on it yourself. Oh, when you sit down. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I've been in – I had a friend who, who had a house that had a mirror uh, uh, behind the toilet. So as you're urinating, standing up urinating, you're watching yourself no. do it. It's like that – you should never see that. That yeah. looks insane. I went to a bar once where the urinal – was just an entire mirror. Right. And so you literally oh. are just pissing all over yourself. That's all. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Just. And you're looking sideways and seeing every angle of everyone. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. It's, yeah, too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, the less you get of your own <laughs> cock and balls, the better. But I love how you said, oh, whose ass is that? Like there might be another ass in the room. <laughs> well, that's what it felt like because it felt like I was in the corner. Just like it, felt like, being in a, it felt like being in a change room. Yeah, it was not. It was, I was in was a, I was in IKEA on Saturday, and I walked into like one of the little display, you know, like rooms that they have, and I walked past a bit that I thought was a mirror, and it, but it wasn't. It was just like a doorway. All oh, right. And like as I stepped into it, thinking that it was a mirror, a guy on the other side stepped in at the exact same time, which just yeah, kind right. of further solidified in my head that it was a mirror because I thought it was my reflection, and there was a couple of seconds of going. And then he sort of turned around as I turned around. And I was like, what's this T-shirt that I'm wearing? And why am I oh, – oh, it's an old Indian man. That's not a mirror <laughs> at all. Like, it just, oh, but it was, it was just bizarre because he stepped in at the exact yeah, same yeah, time yeah. and it was like bizarre that it took me that long to work out. That ain't me. <laughs> but it was I've got, nice. In my, in my downstairs bathroom when you're, when you're taking a piss, you look at um, – I, I love um, religious kitsch. And so I got this present from a from a guy who was the company manager of Shane Warner Musicals. He knew I liked religious kitchen. He got me this, um, you know, it's kind of like holographic pictures. It's Jesus on the cross, yes. and it's just his oh, yeah. head, and it's mm. ultra photographic realism. And he's got the crown of thorns and blood, and he's got the had the shit beaten out of him. He looks fucked. It's great, <laughs> and <laughs> and depending on where you move your Head, the eyes open and close. Oh, great. Mm. And there's a really great position if, you know, you're taking a pissing cut. You can get one eye open and one eye closed <laughs> and he looks like, looks like he's on ecstasy. And um, I love it so much and it sits in the toilet. And my daughter always, five-year-old daughter, always uses the upstairs bathroom. I'm like, why are you doing that? And she's I'm terrified of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to take Jesus out of the room. I traumatized. It was like... She's like growing up in a Greek Orthodox house. Yeah. I was traumatizing her with religion. But that, you know, when you're a kid, and, and like I would have that, there'd be pictures in the house where I wouldn't go in certain rooms because I'd be scared of the pictures. Like I used to not go in my parents' bedroom as a child because there was a picture. There was this this, this sort of older picture, and uh, I'd go in, uh, I'd go in, uh, go in past there and go, oh, I'm, I'm not going in there. And Mum would say, Why? And, she, and I'd say, She's looking at me. The picture's looking at me, <laughs> and it was a picture of my mum. <laughs> But she's she was <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, going there's a lot. Yeah, we, we haven't got time for that. <laughs> We've only got an hour. This. Now, if you were a hairdresser, exactly, you should open with that. Exactly. This yeah. is good stuff. Yeah. This is good stuff for the haircut. Yeah. I'm, take, I'm taking my time with this one. <laughs> I'm feeling by the minute for this haircut. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Let's let's look at some of the, the the nominees or whatever you call them who are up against you in the uh, the process. You're up against <laughs> Stephen Dennis. <laughs> Who's that? Who's Stephen Dennis? Paul Robinson in Neighbours. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah, right. Oh. Yeah. Yep. These are the people that, that you shouldn't vote for, that you should uh, vote for Eddie instead of. Uh, a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of names. You're up against Alf, Ray Ma. Yeah, yeah, Ray Ma. Yeah, don't vote for him. Uh, <laughs> you're up John Waters, there's like old school names in here. Is John, this the actor category? Yeah. yeah. Guy Pierce. You're up against you in the same. Oh, really? Mm. What's, he? What's, yeah, what's he? What's he? What's he? Jack up for? London or something? The Jack Irish Jack series. Irish. Yeah. Okay. Jack London. Jack London. Yeah. <laughs> He's making suits something. now. Yeah. He wore a nice shirt one day. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some people would through. He's up shops. against Luke McGregor, who I voted for. Sorry. It's all right. Uh, I'll, go, who's, who's I'll that? get another uh, account. Luke and, and oh, Luke McGregor. I know yeah, Luke yeah, McGregor. Yeah. 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 
No. Oh, yeah, I'd, I haven't voted, but I'd vote for Luke McGregor yeah. as well. No, let's vote for you. You're on the show. Let's vote for you. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It's weird how um, not particularly cool Logies are, isn't it? Mm. We're pretty mean. Well, it's another Australians just being mean to themselves about everything. Yeah. Happy Australia Day, everyone. You know, no one goes, <laughs> oh, that um, that actor was he's, he's great. They've won three Logie Awards. Like, yeah. you know, no. it's not going to be on a fantail anytime soon, is it? You yeah. know, you, Oh, well, it might be, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's not a measure. It doesn't seem to be especially like when it frequently of... just goes to like someone who's been on a crappy soap opera for twenty years, and it's like, hey, part of the furniture. You have a you you should get one of them now. Yeah, and then enough. there's also those weird. What are they called now? Actors or yeah, they've got a really bad. Yeah, name. yeah they used to be the old AFIs and yeah. the actor awards. Yeah. yeah, but they're the ones that are kind of given prestige, aren't yes. they? And the logies are a bit of a joke. Mm. Mm. Especially when the Logies don't do themselves any favours by they always have like an American oh, celebrity out who has no idea what's going yeah. on or who anyone is and it's like like it'll be someone from the Big Bang Theory just reading out Ray Ma's name. It's like he doesn't know who and then watching a montage of this guy saying flaming heck or whatever and you just see the the sitcom actor there going Where what, am I? What weird backwater have I been flown <laughs> out to? Yeah. Why am I here? For two million dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still I'm a little bit disappointed that you're nominated or you what do you call it, whether it's nominated or you're up for it. I would call that a long list. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you you know I'm long listed. That's that's exciting a little bit. Like Logies is something that you grow up with. Like, isn't there a little bit of you that would go, Yeah, this is this It's is. a it's an amazingly fun night to go to. Right. Oh, is it? Yeah, How many Logies because, have you been to? Um Three, I'm into three. Oh, awesome! And um, it's fun because not in the way you'd expect, because the ceremony is, is kind of goes for a long time, and um, you sort of you sort of trapped at the tables, and the getting into the logies is hideous because there's this media wall, like the me- the media kind of wall you go along is like. It feels like a kilometre. It's and you sort of shuffle along, and you're always between people that are actually interesting that people want to photograph, and you just kind of don't know who wants to take a photo of you or not. And then you have to do interviews, and it's kind of we. It's it's a very strange, self conscious thing. And you get in there, and you just drink a lot of alcohol. Mm. But the um, after party is great because all these kind of random people that you watch on television, you there's no um, partners or friends allowed into oh, it. So it's right. completely oh, really? just um, whoever's been invited to the logies, and you only get invited if you're kind of with a TV show. So you get to kind of meet, you know, you hang out with Giggle and Hoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, That's Dr. Weird. Chris. You know, you get to talk about yep. your pets with Dr. Chris. You know, <laughs> I'm sure he loves that. Off duty at an after party, he's still getting pet questions. <laughs> Hung out with the commando. Um, you know, all the guys from MasterChef are there. They're really cool, and everyone's kind of like relaxed because there's no normal people in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so you know, like, oh, okay, everyone's on TV. There's this weird thing with like being on the telly. Is that people on telly just kind of talk to you like? You're their friend because you're also yeah. on the on yeah, the telly. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, great. Even though you never met, and, just, and and so it's really strange, mostly. But in that context, you get to have you know, oh, there's, oh, there's Quartermain, there's Steve Quartermain, you know, like, quartz, <laughs> quarter, quarter. I don't know. And so you know, you just meet these really these in, kind of interesting people, and um, and you don't so have that, to worry about selfies or anything like that. It's just like we're all on the same level, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're all on the telly. It's yeah. all cool. Um, so yeah, it's kind of fun. It's kind of it's, so yeah, the partners awful. get to come to the ceremony and then they just get sent home. No, no. <laughs> One big party bus comes and picks up all of them. You can uh, you can get a ticket for your partner to come to the party, but not to the ceremony sort of thing. I think that's how it works. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how it works. Mm. 
But you, um, might, you wouldn't bother – would you put, bother putting a partner through it or you'd just be like, I'm just going off and doing uh, something on my own? I brought Luce along to a few and we've always had a good, yeah. good time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Mm. Mm. Is it about like the Brownlow count in terms of boringness? I don't know. It's it's really you know you see the person hosting. Um, it's such an awful job because nobody listens to what they have to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For four hours, and you got Popey doing the doing warm up, doing warm up, <laughs> and you know, like it, it's just like watching even someone like Popey who like seems to be like run on a kind of a nuclear generator of <laughs> unexhaustible <laughs> goodwill and yeah. and gags. You see him get ground down during the night and yeah. everyone just talks over everyone and it's just Well it's like I think that'd be like um because you're all in showbiz already, it's like this your powers don't work on me. Yeah. You know, I know what you're doing, so I don't have to listen to the warm up guy. It's like when you when you're being heckled at a comedy gig by friends, like if you're being heckled by randoms, you can sort of go, ah, and shut them down and, you know, humiliate them and then they shut up and they go, oh, we're scared now. But if, if friends heckle you and then you shut them down, they, they go, nah, yeah, we know who you are, so go fuck yourself. Mm. Like, we don't have to do that. But I why are they heckling sort of like you? That. You're scared of a picture of your mum, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. You've, you, you're, you've done you, – you've contributed songs to – uh, strictly ballroom than you yeah. musical? Yeah, which is just opened in Melbourne and, uh, two weeks ago, a week, or just over a week ago. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so that's been good. So I've been working with, um, I've been working with Baz Luhrmann. I've been reading about this. Ah. Yeah. What's and, he like? And there's, there's, oh. <laughs> I've got lots of Baz stories. Oh, oh right. Really? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm, I was fascinated by that because uh, the thing that I was reading was like saying, you know, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, Eddie gets to, to work for him and write a song and, it's, and then it, Clearly became evident that it wasn't as clear as that, and you'd had a bit of back and forth, and yeah, well, yeah. But so um, the thing about Baz is, I wasn't sure whether I would get along with Baz. So I was like, well, this guy's, you know, mm. I've only know about him through the press. Mm. You he, know? Lawrence Mooney interviewed him on the red carpet for Dirty Laundry Life. I saw that. He seems insane. Yeah, that was a that was a particularly insane. Yeah, that was when um, Lawrence said to him, "Who is?" Baz Luhrmann, and he said, oh, I don't know, I would say like a brand, you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, wow. I don't know. Yeah. But it makes a lot more sense now, have, you know, having, having worked with him. And I, um, I thought, oh, how am I going to – so the first time I hung out with Baz – I got um, so is Baz. Can I ask? Is Baz short for Barry, or is it just a? Where's Baz come from? Yeah, but yeah, I think it's yeah. I guess it's short for Barry. Mm. Um, he he was in town auditioning for Strictly Ballroom, and the producers at Global Creatures who were producing Strictly Ballroom rang me up and said, "Do you do you want to go for a walk with Baz?" <laughs> a walk? And I was like, "That sounds like a code that the mob would use." Yeah. Hey, where's Eddie gone? He went for a walk with Baz. Ah, he's gone for a walk with Baz. <laughs> he sleeps with the Lumens now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll go for a walk with Baz. And then I get this email going, okay, so it's going to be like a little bit chilly and you might be walking along the river, so maybe think about, you know, bringing some warm clothes. I'm like, I, I know how to wear clothes <laughs> in the world. Like, I'll, I'll be all right, right? So I go and meet him and we're... Do you, do you have to go through wardrobe to walk with Baslum? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you, do you need to get some His sequins wife. on? No, but, but he kind of goes through wardrobe right. in real life. Like, in re it's amazing to watch, right? So I, I, I go to go to the... Um, Opera Australia headquarters in South Bank and Baz is wrapping up and he's getting, you know, ready to go for a walk with me and, and he 
And he turns to – he's got two assistants at the time was Paul and Angus. Lovely guys. And he's like, Paul, um, Pulley, uh, should I um, – you know, should I wear the full puffer jacket or just the sleeves and should I take the hat? And so they had this conversation that went for, you know, a few minutes about what Baz should wear on this walk. I was like, that's, that's a bit weird. I mean, the walk's the role of a lifetime. You've got to make sure you get it right. Yeah. And then we go for a walk and we just kind of walked really weird. But back to his hotel, he's staying, he's staying um, in a hotel in the city. And um, we sort of walked and talked and we talked about Strictly and he wanted me to write a, write a song. And, I, and it was really good because he's, he's super smart, dude. It's really funny. It's really kind of he's kind of one on one, really um, a kind of down to earth, normal dude, and um, and so yeah, I said yeah, I'll write a song, and so we started sort of working together, me writing stuff and and then going up and hanging out with him. But you know, he does he lives in this. His whole idea is that you know, if, if life is a pyramid of you know of shit you got to do. And right down the bottom of the pyramid in the largest areas, things like, you know, paying bills, booking mm. tickets, you know, putting the bins out, all that shit you have to do in your real life. Baz has kind of created this structure where he, where he lives at the top of the pyramid, oh, right. the tip of the iceberg where all he does is creative stuff. He, Eat ice cream. He's there in the meetings, <laughs> he's talking about ideas, but he doesn't hold the keys, he doesn't hold the phone, doesn't hold the wallet, he doesn't book the tickets, oh, he doesn't drive wow. the car. Right. Yeah. So it's this. That's my dream. Yeah. 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 Totally seductive because yeah, you're looking yeah, at yeah. it and you're like, oh, imagine, imagine yeah. this. Liv- living in the 3%. Yeah, you know, yeah. imagine, imagine someone that. having someone, keys. Oh. Yeah, having someone to book your flights for you—that's one thing. But like, when you get to the point where you're not even, you never even touch your own phone. I mean, that is just—it yeah. rings and someone just holds it up to your head. Yeah, <laughs> that's joy. Yeah, you've got, you've got someone to stare at your phone at parties for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. So like, he doesn't keep the diary. And you know, like they'll just be like, "Baz, we need to, we need to leave in five minutes." And so he'll he'll go, "Oh, can I take ten minutes here? And can you, you know?" And they'll sort out the next meeting to make sure they know they're going to be arriving late, all that kind of stuff. So it kind of the whole thing moves around. Like, I think Paulie's job, the assistant, was the title, literally his title was to move Baz through time and geography. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds, oh, wow. sounds weird, right? I didn't, know, I didn't know about that until I read it in a, in a, there was an article about Baz in the New York Times oh, and I read amazing. that. So good. And so that's not like a secret or anything. That was in the, in the paper and I, and I thought that's a weird job. But you but, see it in action and that's exactly what they do. But I love those two parameters. Moving someone through time, that's easy. That's yeah. like anyone can. You just sort it of sit there. Where you just. But yeah, I just, exactly. I just envisage Baz sitting down. Just one. He's like, it's just like I need someone to move me through time and geography, and then so I just go, get someone onto that. Yeah. <laughs> and the downside is that you know you're, you're never really alone. And he's always talking about the machine. You know, I've set up this machine. I'm part of the machine, and it has problems of its own. But you know, we got together. We were talking about how fast time passes. Like you know, and I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm always. Either putting the bins out or bringing them in. Like, I, I know it happens once a week, but it happens yeah. so mm. often. And he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, You, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> You've never touched a bin. I can't imagine bad women bought a bin in. It's like, Yeah, it feels like, every, it feels like every day my slave is taking that bin out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hang on, let, let me talk to my geography man for a minute. What's a bin? <laughs> yeah. It's funny the idea of Paulie, like, before he got that job. Just, like, I love the idea that you just see that in the classifieds. Yeah. Like, wanted top secret client, 
needed uh, assistant to move them through time and geography. Like, yeah, this is the thing I've been looking for. It's yeah. extraordinary. I'm going to quit comedy. <laughs> but then you think about all the work you can do when you've got that mechanism in your life. Absolutely. You know, you, yeah. he, he operates on this crazy high level. He just lives his work and he just goes from meeting meeting. He does multiple things at once and he's frigging Baz Luhrmann. You mm. can't help but go, dude, you you got to work. I mean, I don't know if it's my my kind of ideal life because I like some of the yeah 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 to be able to you know I like to be able to you have you have you, it's nice to have a bit of roughage. Well, to know what you know, like I like to catch a tram and I like to you know cook a meal. And well, that's the thing I sort of wondered. Like once you remove yourself from normal life, you no longer sort of relate to the normal person. Mm, but then yeah. again, I'm thinking of Baz Luhrmann's. Movies and going, yeah, you probably don't need to relate to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Make a Moulin Rouge like yeah. that's, there's yeah. no, you know, normal people in there. You don't really want to direct a forty million dollar movie and then you know be topping up your Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would like to see his take on just just modern life though. Yeah, like yeah. just a straight up and down. Yeah. I'd like to see him just do a really straight by the numbers rom com yeah. and just to, just to have a crack at. How people in relationships actually talk to each other in the real world. Yeah. I think it'd be fascinating. Make a Seven Up <laughs> series of movies or remake Clerks or something like that. Oh, yeah. Baz Luhrmann remaking Clerks. <laughs> now that's something. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, wow. no matter how kind of big you are, it's always the next sort of thing. You know what? What is it? You know what's never it ends. Direct next? Yeah. What is it? You know, like mm. and it doesn't end. You know, and and no matter who you are, how far how far up the food chain you are, there's always. You know, some other goal you want to reach, you know, especially oh if you're kind God. of ambitious and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's no good. Well, that's, our, that's my goal now. <laughs> just, yeah, the 3% life. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get all the cream. Well, you know, I, you know, I want to do a comedy show and have people turn up. That's sort of like where I'm at, you know, yeah, 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 or yeah. any show and, and yeah. to be able to sell tickets or to be able to play this size nice theatre. Or, you know, that kind of, you know. Yeah. The other day when I was dragging my banjo to a trial show, it was like 40 <laughs> degrees and I... Got on the chair. Literally course. just dragging yeah, it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked in my bag. Of course, I dragging, didn't have my wallet. Dragging your banjo through geography. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just, time as well. Let's yeah. not undersell this. I just said under. I just was like on the tram. I was just like, I wish someone would help me. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. Yeah. <laughs> just just a, like I don't want to be Baz, but just. Someone dropped me at my trial show. For God's I, sake. I, I love. I wish someone would help. It's because it's so open ended. It's like. That could be carrying the banjo. It could just be working out what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, well, no yeah. wonder you got people coming up to you slices of cheese yeah. when you're sitting there. <laughs> help me! <laughs> yeah, you finally get help and it's like weird. <laughs> what do you want? I wish someone would feed me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish someone would help my sandwich. <laughs> so you, you were saying to me something on the way here about being on a plane. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I threw up. Um <laughs> On the plane oh, on New Year's Day, on in front of my parents. Oh, on a flight to Launceston. So oh. yeah, so I I woke up really hungover and because um, I've been out the other the night before with no regard for what I had to do the next day, which was get up at eight and catch a flight with my parents. It's at four a.m. I was going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I woke up and I decided in my mind the way I was going to fix it was to eat. Like I was just going to eat my way out of the hangover. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I ate was a large packet of salt and vinegar chips. Then I That's ate a bad starting oh, point. Real I don't bad. Know what you're doing? That's wrong. And then we caught a cab to the airport. Then I had a muffin and a, and a hot tea. This is all backwards. This yeah. is all completely backwards. Then I got on the plane <laughs> and they put the tray down and I ate all of it. Like like the zucchini slice. Oh, this the is annoying. The cheese me. on biscuits. This is really wow. annoying. Another cup of tea. 
That's like, like Master Shifu from Kung Fu Panda oh, going, oh, you got it all wrong, Grasshopper. <laughs> Starting with the salt and vinegar chips. Oh, I mean, that was the worst that's, start. That's just it's a great irritating. base for anything. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so I was like, yeah, I've got this. And then on the descent, whoa. <laughs> 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 we went through a bit of turbulence and I just got, you know, when you get real hot and you're going to like a spew prickle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And I tried to like just meditate out of it and I was like, nah, it's coming up. So I went to look for bags and they don't have bags anymore. Yeah. Did you know that? I did. I, so I what was do you do? actually thinking that the other day. Well, we were already in lockdown, like seatbelts were on. Oh. How and are people getting their photos developed these days? <laughs> 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 so I had to like, my parents were like two seats behind me. I was surrounded by people. I, I put my head out and I made eye contact with the um, air hostess and I go, I need a bag. <laughs> I need a spew bag. <laughs> And she like had to get out of the seat, get the bag, wow. threw it at me. You couldn't get out the Gesso magazine and fashion a bag out of a yeah. four-page article about Perth wineries? Because <laughs> there is no international gesture for no. I'm about to spew, is there? Spew. Like, I just did a head job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really need to give someone a blowjob. This but the reverse. Like it's going out, it's not going yeah, in. It's, it's, yeah, and, and I filled two bags. Oh. With like, so they did have the bags. After they had all. the bags somewhere else. I don't. On New Year's Day, I reckon they need to change their policy. They make you oh, big for them. New Year's them. Day. New Year's yeah. Day. Yeah. Oh. And I feel that's yeah. That's grand yeah. final day for spewing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so feel they, too yeah, they bad. make you ask. That's. I yeah. mean, that's bad. If that's happening to you, you just want discreet right yeah, there. Yeah, because then everyone around me knows, like, I've got the bags and then they're all just like, here we go. And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> are you a, what, what kind of volume spewer are you? I was loud. And I also think I'm going to die every time I spew. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> you know that? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to choke and die. This is it. I'm going to die on the plane to Launceston. A good spew, though. Very, very cathartic. I think, like I think well, as, you, as you grow up, I think, like I, I think maybe you've still got the thing I had as a child. When I was a child, I was like, I would do anything to not be vomiting yeah, right yeah, at the moment. Yeah. You know, when you stop and you think it's a false dawn, and you go, "That's it, thank God." Oh no, it's going to happen again. Yeah, I really, no. you know, I just want to cry. Like I don't want to do this anymore. But now you sort of go, "That's fine." Just no, I still hate it. like about it though is that you get a good cry in there as well because generally if you go hard enough, you got your tear ducts start going, and yeah. so you come up. And you're bawling a little bit, and it's just like, ah, she's not coming back. Like it all just, it just everything comes out. Emotions are coming out as well. Yeah. Oh, it feels so good. That was real bad. But I, that was the thing. Like, <laughs> you, I feel like you've got a few spew bags around this house. <laughs> I was gonna. I felt like I was gonna spew the other day, and I didn't. I was actually that upset me. I was like, oh man, a good. Spew, it's been ages. A good spew would have been good. Yeah. When you really think about it, and you go like, I'm just gonna open up. I'm not gonna because a little part of you. When you spew, sort of wants to hold yeah. onto stuff, and you can get into yeah. that free where it's all open and just comes yeah. pouring out, and you're like, "Yes." You're in a vacuum <laughs> where like, nothing matters. It's like a good episode of Hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end, you make them get rid of all the shit they got hanging around the house. Yeah. But the worst bit was like I'd done that, and I was like, "Yes, it's over, and I'm going to feel better and stuff." And Mum and Dad were just like horrified. But then <laughs> I got we then had to drive as a family from Launceston to Hobart. In my mind, you're still holding these two bags. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I did have to hold them to the end. You've got them with you now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> should, people should know. <laughs> Um, you walked in with them saying, I just wish someone would help. <laughs> would you like an extra bit of spew? <laughs> but I am. Um... Two bags of secondhand cheese. <laughs> it's like a really disgusting version of Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah. <laughs> Two bags full. <laughs> 
But ten, about 10 k's down the road and I was with my whole family and I was in the middle. I just went, pull over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I got to do God. it again. And I'm just like on the side of the road in front of my family, just oh. this fuck up of a child. <laughs> And my little niece was going, what's wrong with her? <laughs> I hate spewing around other people. Oh, it's so I'd be like bad. one of those cats that goes off somewhere to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just go and find a spot. Like I've gone, you know, if I've been in a house with other people and I really need to spew, I'll go out into the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freezing Away. cold, doesn't matter. I'll find a spot and spew because I don't want people hearing me spew. Us. Yeah. I'd yeah. happily spew and then die. No one finds me. <laughs> oh, choke it's the on dream, it. isn't it? That's the dream. <laughs> well, Carl, didn't you see someone spewing? Because re- it's always fun. You saw someone pull over and spew, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that too. That's the best when it's that happens. Re- yeah, really. Like a, just like a cartoon. That's my favourite thing when you just see something. What cartoon character <laughs> do you know <laughs> that pulls over and spews? He's driving along. Uh, uh, Scooby Spew. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, that quick was comedy. Quick. That was comedy and become a hairdresser. So no, I, w- I was driving down Punt Road and just saw someone. You know that thing where you're approaching someone pretty quickly, and it just all happened perfectly. Where someone, the the driver's door just flew open. Someone just put their head out of a car and started spewing violently <laughs> onto Punt Road. So, good. so I'm driving, laughing down yeah. Punt Road. Yeah, onto yeah. a main. Yeah, onto a main busy the, the road. Busiest road in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Have I ever told this on the show? This is from ages and ages ago. A friend of mine, he's, his car broke down on King's Way in the middle of the city, like in peak hour. So he just his car just conks out, cars backed up behind him. He's put the hazards on. He's like, oh, fuck. And some guy in the office building near where he'd stopped saw this, got very angered by it about how my friend had diverted all this traffic. Pulls up his window, leans out and goes, sort your life out, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the guy? Wow. Where was the guy yelling from? Just an, just a, like a, just his office window was like. Out of an office, yeah. Out of a building, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's looking out his window. He's already pissed off. It's Monday morning. All the reports have stacked up or whatever. He's looked out. He's like, oh, God, what is this? What is this? So it's in no way affecting him. No, no. not at all. Sort your life out. <laughs> Good advice that. for this particular friend. Too. Anything worse than having a shitty office job where your view is King's Way. <laughs> yeah. Is that you actually look out and get personally angry about the traffic. That's, that's grim. The, that's bleak. And yeah, letting yeah, that yeah. affect you. Like, like. You know what I mean? Making the choice to let that into your life. Mm. Like, just let it go, man. Just focus on... But what if he took that on board? Like, that would be great if he then became some great figure, some amazing job and they had the interview. Where did it all go right here? <laughs> well, I got to this crossroads once. <laughs> and that guy has no idea that he's done this, that yeah. he set him on that path. Yeah. yeah. Sort yeah. your life <laughs> out. Sort your life out. Yeah. It's <laughs> like if anyone's life needs to be sorted yeah. out, it's that guy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like, like the idea that that guy that was yelling is actually a life coach. Like that's <laughs> that's how he gets his shit done. Just does it from his office. Just hanging out oh, the that's great. Sort your shit out, mate. Yeah, oh, you just pick a bad street and you, you're just picking people off from the window. Yeah. yeah. So that's actually happening all day. Yeah. Mm. yeah but that's what really mean when people equate what happened to your car to your entire life. Yeah. yeah. Cars just break down. It's like, it, yeah, that yeah. doesn't, yeah, like. Yeah, that that's reflective of him not having his shits. Like he did it on purpose in some way. <laughs> no, I just drive maybe, down King's maybe Way. Maybe that was Baz Luhrmann yelling from the window. Just go, sort your life out, mate. I'm, uh, get you, get get a car person. Get someone to sort out your fucking geography. <laughs> I do. Think... He's not moving through time or geography. No, he's stranded. He's, 
But I think that there is a weird man thing that, like, if if your car's working, you know, you change the oil, you you got yeah. water in there, you, you make sure you're fueled up, you get, you know, you get, you know, you get your service, you know, that that's that's having your life together. And there's too much sometimes because there's that fucking ad that I get so angry about every time I see it. No, oh, not the cockroaches again. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's the wind. It's the windscreen's O'Brien ad, oh, yeah, where yeah. a guy gets a little chip in his windscreen. Mm. He's like, oh, don't just let it go because it could turn into a crack. And he's getting his little chip filled. I'm like, how fucking boring is your life? That you have yeah. the time in your life to look at a tiny speck of chip and go, I'm going to get that filled with stuff in case. That is, yeah. That I just think that's a sad. I find that so epically yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. that logic is just completely wasted on me. It's like, don't leave it a chip; it'll turn into a crack. It's like, yeah, I'll just fix it when it becomes a crack. Yeah, yeah. that's my approach yeah, to everything. Yeah, totally. This little thing's bad. It's like, now nah, just wait until that problem gets really bad, and then I'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I can't see out of my windscreen, and then I'll get a new windscreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when it falls through and, and scars me for life, I'll look at it. Yeah. And, I'll and there'd be old it. men going, probably listening to this, going, oh, you know, you could have prevented that, you know. But I'm like, well, suck shit because your life sucks so badly. Yeah. <laughs> we do have You've a lot of old men listeners of this show. <laughs> men well, in their 60s love tuning into the little dum-dum club. <laughs> but it is that thing where, you know, everyone is so busy in life. Like, I'll write a to-do list and there's 17 things on it. And the 17th thing will be still quite important. And... The chip in the windscreen no. yeah. won't even get on the list. It doesn't no get way. on the list, does it? No. Yeah. You're like, you must be – it's like someone that's waiting for – like has got everything in their life down pat. Yeah. Everything's happening and they're finished and they've got no hobbies and they've got no relationships <laughs> yeah. and there are no children yeah. and, or interests. They don't have own a television and they're like, ah. Well, I guess it's time to fix that chip. Yeah, yeah. The chip still wouldn't get, even get on the top ten, I reckon, for that but guy. You sort of just have a wank or something <laughs> first. Yeah. There's always something to do. <laughs> it's probably a metaphor for like repressed sexuality. Anyway, it's just like, <laughs> like you know, he's actually gay. He's like, seal that little yeah. thing up before he comes. We come a crack and then. <laughs> oh, you never know what'll happen. Next thing you know, you're sucking a cock. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're getting blown on punt road. Sort of your life. <laughs> discipline, son. Discipline. That guy, that guy watching a guy get a blowjob in the middle of the street. Sort your life out, mate. <laughs> uh, well, guys, that is all the time we have for the little dum dum club this week. And Edmonds, Eddie Perfect, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks uh, for having me. Edo, things to plug. You've got your new show. You know. Uh, yes, I'm in two weeks. I'm in the Perth Fringe, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. So, what are, you, what are your dates in Perth? Oh, Carl, don't ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) You know I can't ask some questions like that. It could be the 16th until the 22nd in Perth. Of February. Of February, yep. Yep. It's on my website. And then I'm in Brisbane like two weeks after that. Right. I just realised that we've got Eddie and Edo on the show. It's good. Edo's. What's your um, your show called? You know what I'm like. Yeah. Um, Good title. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) And then you've got uh, Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah, all, all the time, yep. the whole month. You're in Town Hall. Town Hall from the 27th of March until the 19th of April, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll be – look, I don't want to – I don't want to – 
uh, go too far ahead, but I, I reckon you may make an appearance on the Drunk Cast. That you'd be a big chance. Oh, I love the Drunk Cast. Yeah, yeah, come yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Come What's down. the Drunk yeah. Cast? Uh, we do an unrecorded one of these on the last night of the comedy festival, where we get really lit and with an just... audience. We don't just sit yeah, around because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. a conversation. <laughs> yeah, so it's like we do a live thing where we just we all go a little bit crazy and oh, it's not recorded like though. Thank God, unrecorded. It, yeah. Unrecorded. Could end careers. Yeah. So we can say you, you're yeah. very invited to come along. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a heap of fun. Yeah, really wrong. We do it like yeah, last night of the festival right before the closing night party so it's like the last thing that anyone does in the festival it's in possibly the last careers. official show of the whole festival yeah one yeah. time we just chanted Carl's back until he <laughs> until he took his top off good ad for it we come just, down yeah. guys we just wanted to see his back so bad Tommy started talking about how I had this hairy back I'm like I'm pretty sure I don't have a hairy back so I take my shirt off and I don't have a hairy back and then everyone goes Tommy take your shirt off and he I've got uh, a hairy un- unveiled <laughs> classic <laughs> projection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some form. There was tribesmen coming out the back of <laughs> Dasai's back that had never seen sunlight before. But yeah, uh, Eddie, have you got things coming up that you would like to plug? Well, you, no, the logies. Oh, logies. Yeah, go and vote. I want people to go. Uh, you know, I, I love the idea that people are going to vote for their friends uh, of the podcast on. Uh, the Logies, uh, where it is, logies.com.au. So you're up there. Let's get you in the nominees. Let's get you. That'll be exciting. There's heaps of people, like there's Celia's on there, Luke and. Limo. Uh, Limo, yeah. Limo's on the long list. Yeah, yeah Limo is great. On there. Yeah. Yeah. But this is it. like, you know, Offspring's, you know, wrapped up. Mm. It'd be nice to, you know, your last thing for that role, you sail off with a Logie. Yeah, probably last chance ever. Yeah. To get a Logie. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is it. This Saw is your it. life out. <laughs> Saw your life out. <laughs> Saw your Logies out. <laughs> Uh, we've got uh, we've got our podcasts are on sale for Brisbane, Adelaide, and Melbourne at littledumbbellclub.com. We've yeah. got a couple of season passes left. Brisbane, and all that stuff. Brisbane, first of March. Adelaide, fifteenth of March, and then Melbourne from the 29th of March onwards for four live shows, and then the drunk cast on April yep. 19th. Yeah, look at you with your dates. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Yeah. You've and sorted then, your life out. And then <laughs> Tommy and I have our shows on sale. Uh, hopefully, mine's on sale by now. I'm sure it will be. Mm, Carl yeah. Chandler. World's greatest and best comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and Brisbane uh, is um, in March. Melbourne. It's all at my website, tobydaslow.com. Guys. Oh, and I'm, yeah. I'm doing a one-off in Adelaide. When we go there on the 15th of April, uh, I think we're doing our podcast in the afternoon and I'm going to do a one-off uh, Carl Chandler, world's greatest and best comedian at about 8.30 or something in the same at the producer's bar. Yeah. I'm going to be out on the town trying to find a wife. Uh, Guys, <laughs> that's all the time we have this week. <laughs> sort your wife out. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mate. Bye.